What is up, people? You're listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Jamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, we got Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, as always, happy to be here. Uh, this has been uh, about a year, really over a year yeah. in the making from when we mm-hmm. knew that there was a Boba Fett show in the process to when we got Boba Fett's going on. Uh, about a year ago, we got the announcement after the end of Mandalorian that we were getting this Book of Boba Fett show coming uh, in December of 2022, and it's finally here, or 2021, I should say, and it's finally here. Um, you know, I, I it's been a long process. Uh, they, had, they didn't show much leading into this series, uh, but I'm excited to be able to break it down. I, I liked what I saw from the first episode. Uh, this is going to be spoilers, uh, heavy mm-hmm. spoilers, obviously. Yep, so, yep, full uh, spoilers. Definitely check out the episode if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, and then come back to this podcast. We will be talking about, uh, you know, some some you know previewing some upcoming Star Wars books as well later in the podcast. So if you you know really don't care about Book of Boba Fett and you want to fast forward, uh, you know, fifteen twenty minutes or whatever, whatever, uh, feel free to do that. But yeah, yeah, definitely excited to talk about this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, very very exciting. Um, yeah, this is, um. And I would say this. I was. This is probably the the show I was most looking forward to, outside of Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, I'm say, outside like, of Kenobi, be careful. And Ahsoka, those two are just in a whole so other the third, <laughs> whole other category. Um, just in terms of like all shows, right? Everything just, that was announced at Disney, Plus everything Day. announced at Disney Plus Day, any HBO Max, any right. anything, any oh, anything everything. everything, not just Star Wars. Yeah, not just Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, of course, right, you know, right. Star Wars is. Right. It, so so you were more excited for this than like Moon Knight, Hawkeye, yeah, exactly, right, right, yeah, or any of that other stuff. So, yeah, this was this, um, especially after how good the Mandalorian was, yeah, boy. So yeah, this, this was. I feel like it fell under the radar. I don't know if you agree. Absolutely, there are some people that kind of don't realize how big this man to being, but also just within the hype of you know Spider Man and. Um, you know, we had Hawkeye that just ended, felt like there were a lot of people and just, there's been nothing Star Wars. They did a terrible job of marketing this. They didn't, uh, include it during Disney plus day. Uh, they didn't include really anything during Disney plus day, uh, this year. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, it felt like this fell really under the radar. Um, but I think as the series goes on, I think it'll pick up some major steam once we get some stuff. I think it will too. Um, especially considering how how great the Mandalorian was, so I have to say, um, so we're diving in, huh? We're diving into the to the review now. Yeah, we gotta dive in. All right. Yeah, we gotta dive in. You know, do cannonball or jump right in the pool. <laughs> so this has a lot of. It says very high. Very the Mandalorian hits such a high bar. Okay. To me, it's at such a high high bar. To me, so did the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> no, it did not. Um, in my opinion, no, no disrespect <laughs> to those not, of you yeah. that like the Rise of Skywalker. It's not saying it's not a, not a good. You movie. know, we accept it's all. Just not the we accept all fans here on right, Imperial right. Broadcast, right? I enjoy all Star Wars, right? Um, but it's not my favorite Star Wars. That's that's <laughs> all I'll say about that. But um, but yeah, the Mandalorian set a really high bar. Um. 
there are a few things I would say this has over the over the Mandalorian, just in terms of just on on this just on the face of it. One, we see tomorrow Morrison's face. It's not a mystery. It's not him behind a mask. <laughs> right. I'm not like, oh, I don't have to guess what his facial expression is. Right, right. And he's very emotive as an actor yeah. in this role, which I love. So I don't have to. So know, how do you feel? Mystery. I mean, I, I was, you're saying you like that about this show so yeah, far. Do. Yeah, I like it. It's it's different than Boba Fett in the in the movies, like in the, in, in the original he, trilogy. He, people. Look, Boba Fett was in the movie for like what, like 10, 15 minutes, maybe. And in those, ten, screen, and how many of those? Man, how many of that? How much of that screen time was with him without his helmet? Well, we and barely he just, saw. Him. He's all of a sudden now, so he doesn't want to show his face. Now, one thing I will say is, even in the comics and stuff, he'll never have his helmet off. Right. I don't know if that's going to change. <laughs> now, right, right, right. Now that we have a vision, a view of him, so if they ever want to give him, show him right. without a helmet, they yeah. know what to I show I mean, this him. is the, it's obviously, like you said, this is the first time we've seen him post episode six. Yeah. So, and they show, obviously, the origin, which we'll get to yeah. that. And and also not counting, you know, the prequels and the Clone Wars. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. there, he also yeah, yeah. was without a helmet. Right. But, um, but every, yeah, once the original, once his, his inclusion into the original trilogy... Um, we don't really see him uh, yes. without his helmet, yes. but now this is this is him post Sarlacc pit. Yes. Maybe post Sarlacc pit, Boba Fett is does decide for whatever reason he wants to. He doesn't want to wear the mask as much. Um, mm-hmm. What did you What did you make of the? Because it kind of starts you off showing you how he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. That's been the question. Yep, yep, that people have question. had for years. Yep, we four asked or that five question. years now. We probably asked that question countless times since Disney sure. bought Star Wars. And the idea of a Boba Fett movie, some sort of project, was floated out. Yep. We all knew they got to show us how, how he, he got out, how he gets out of the starlight. How did he get out? If he gets out, how do you get out? And they showed you. And they give you a pretty simple explanation. <laughs> I feel like they he just, just burns, they didn't think too hard himself about himself out. Yeah. You know, he did, uh, the old-fashioned way. Yep. He had to break himself out. Yeah, some sort of blowtorch. The blowtorch and the, the you know whatever vibro bleeds and I'm sure he he probably has somewhere on him. So yeah, he he had to just get himself out, right? Um, burrow himself out. Uh, and I like that, right? Um, you know the Boba Fett that they're showing in this show and that they showed in Mandalorian is a definitely a kind of Boba Fett that does not care about getting his hands dirty. He would absolutely burrow himself out of the Sarlacc pit by hand right. if he had to to save his life. Yeah, and I, we're, we see in this episode, um, the skipping forward a little bit, but when when mm-hmm. he's woken, when he's awoken from his his uh, his night his night terror or whatever you want to call it, uh, and from his tank, uh, mm-hmm. he's having his his, his dreams, mm-hmm. um, almost the flashbacks essentially, uh, you know, and he's suiting up into his armor you can see all the different mechanisms that he has on his armor you see just in general this is a very resourceful character we saw it in in mandalorian last season and we're seeing it now that's a that's a point of emphasis and we saw it in that first scene uh it's gonna be this is a hard guy to take out you Mm -hmm. know he's got four or five different options four or five different plans Mm -hmm. you know he's not a one-trick pony and so that um is something that i feel like they want to emphasize in this series um, what did you, what do you make of, cause uh, honestly the, the way they did this show, at least in this first episode, and it's something that people sort of speculated they may do. It's very similar to Arrow, you know, I mean on the CW where Arrow, uh, half of it is current day and half of it is flashbacks to, mm-hmm. 
when he was on the island, quote unquote, yes. Oliver Queen. Yes. Um, this this show it seems like I don't know if it's going to continue, but this first episode was fifty fifty. It, it was fifty fifty, and we didn't get to a point where we're like mm-hmm. caught up. To, yeah. to where we saw him in the Mandalorian. Yes. So it looks like there may be more to his story and how he, you know, discovers, you know, that Cobb Vance has his costume and mm-hmm. has his armor and all these different, all these different things. So yeah. uh, what do you make of that, you know, uh, that format? Um, uh, I would say I think it's okay. Um, I don't know if they, I mean, look, I don't know what they have in the plan. Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez. I I've enjoyed a lot of their work. Right. Um, of course, Spy Kids especially. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you know, they want to take me someplace. You know, show me whatever you need to show me. But I don't know if if I had a choice, I don't know if I would choose that. If they want to do that, the entire season. If they want to do that half the season, or three quarters of the season. I'm like, all right. I think at some point it should just be a linear story. Um, eventually, if they want to do this for a few episodes, three episodes, four episodes, even, you know, sure. But I don't know if they should literally do the Arrow format. Right. Um, now Arrow has many more episodes, so for Arrow, for some people, it was just kind of just annoying <laughs> to do for like whatever twenty some episodes, yeah. twenty something episodes. But the thing, the thing about what Arrow did, and I don't know if this is what they're doing, but when Arrow had their flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, one, it always tied into whatever's always going on did. current. Yes. But it also... And I think and I think this will as well. Right. And it also was... They also... There was a big reveal, or there was there a big was moment, a moment in the in the flashbacks. It wasn't like just some sort of random story happening. Maybe there were episodes where just a random story in, you know, on the island or a random story in Russia or not. But with this, if you're going to show all these flashbacks, it has to... It has to crescendo to something big happening in the in his past, or something big that happened, uh, you know, in this time period post Starlight Pit, but pre Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. So that's 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 something that we'll we may get. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we'll see how long we get the flashbacks. Um, we don't know how how much time is passing in these flashbacks. Um, yeah, that's curious as well. Because where's the where's the Mandalorian in the in the timeline in terms of? How far it is, like, post-Jedi. I don't think it's that much. I don't think it's that. It's a lot closer to Jedi than it is to Episode 7. We know that for a fact. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think we know that. But I'm just wondering, is it, like, you know, is it years? Is it months? Right. You know, um, I'm sure that information is somewhere. And I'll probably look it up right (laughs) right after after we do the show. But that I think that that is meaningful as well. And, and, um, you know, just knowing how the, the passage of time is... Like how much time is actually passing? Right, I think will be helpful as well, because um, a part of me is also like, are we gonna see those parts in season one of the Mandalorian where he's off in the distance looking at them, or are we gonna see him in season two of the Mandalorian doing all this stuff? Are we gonna see all that stuff from his perspective, like him flying to that? Are we gonna see him doing all of that? Um, he also has to get Slave One back as well. I would right. I would assume. Or so I'm sure that Starship. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're you know Lego or whatever, um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna open that door. But um, but yeah, if uh, you have to get Slave One back, so I'm sure that's something we'll see. I'm sure that'll be met with aurora's applause right, from right. Uh, every just about every Star Wars fan that's watching. So yeah, so that 
So that's another event. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about having that for the whole thing. I'm cool with it for now. I'm cool with it for now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't have a big issue with it. But I think if they do that the whole season, I. I mean, I, I don't know what they have planned. You gotta have great story. You gotta have well. something's gotta happen. It can't just you be can't him. Be, you can't it, be, can't, it can't be him with the same people. Right. Him with the Tuscan Raiders. Him with the Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> it, 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 that can't that that can't just be the whole thing. Him with the Ewok. As cool as it was seeing him use their <laughs> club, right? Uh, in in Mando season two to beat up those to destroy those stormtroopers, um, it can't just be that. You know, it, it definitely can't just be that. Um. They do explain, because uh, I had some questions, some people had some questions, why he, why does he look a lot clean? He looked a lot cleaner in the previews of this series mm-hmm. than he did in, in The Mandalorian, where he, he was scarred. Uh, and the scars make sense, given what happened in the Starlight Pit, uh, and just, yeah. you know, the, the attrition and whatnot. Um, this, this show explains that he's... He, he, he sleeps in a healing chamber. He's in the back to tank. He's in the back to tank. He's very Vader-esque in, in that regard. Uh, he sleeps in a pod, and um, I thought that was a neat explanation for why, uh, you know, he, why he's not wearing as much makeup, you know, and as much prosthetics on his face uh, as he did in The Mandalorian. But, yeah, I mean, th- what's so interesting about this show is that it's such an interesting, it's such a different perspective than you get from most most uh most stories like this where um you know i know people have compared it to like the sopranos and you know the godfather and stuff like that where you, uh, you're following some sort of crime lord or mob boss or something like that but um you know very rarely do you do you do you see things from the point of view of of the villain or you see things from the point of view of the of the crime lord you know particularly in, in a marvel movie or a star wars movie or a dc movie or things of that nature and that's feels like that's what we're getting and it's so weird because i don't know if boba has a villain necessarily i mean historically speaking he's probably more so a villain but um but in this series i really don't know how to look look at him right now right now he's just the crime lord he's not as he doesn't rule with fear as he says like jabba did um but you know it's he's clearly an edgier an edgier protagonist clearly someone with a little bit more of an anti-hero uh, you know, demeanor and personality. So, I don't know. What do you make of just how they've positioned his character along with uh, Fennec Shand as well? Uh, I think they're doing a fantastic job so far. Because Fennec Shand was, a, I mean, she was a villain in the Bad Batch. Yep. You know, when we saw her. Yep. Um, I think they're doing an extremely good job. Um, he, is, I mean, honestly, I would say even even Mando is an anti-hero. He's not a hero. You know, yeah. he, he's not out here saving. I mean, yeah, he they, does. He they devout. position him as kind of like the Ronin kind of thing, right? Where he's like on his own, but he has like honor, right? For the Mandalorian Once, code and all that. I think the Grogu thing really tried, really like. They, yeah, they tried it with Grogu. They try to make him a hero, basically. Right. He's Grogu's hero, right? right. Now, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. just in general, he's not out here trying to save the galaxy, right? Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, but um. But and they definitely show that he he isn't you know some saint right you know so but I think with um you know with Boba Fett I think they're doing a really good job they're gonna they're they're going to show a different Boba Fett 
from the Boba Fett that they've shown in Empire and in the comics and in you know whatever books he's been in. Because right. in pretty much everything that I've seen, he is like ninety five percent villain, bad guy, he's yeah. a bad guy, <laughs> yeah. he's not a good guy. Um, I think even in the Star Wars comic, he's you know, uh, uh, going after Luke, you know, fighting Luke, doing all this. They showed so much in those <laughs> comics, right. so much extra stuff. But he's not a good guy. He's out here just, just out, just he just wants money. You know, that's literally all that matters. Who's paying up? Right. He has some honor. They did show some honor, but he's not a good guy. Right. Is he's a bounty hunter. He's not a smuggler. He's not he's not Han Solo. He's a bounty hunter. <laughs> he will take your head. How much is your head worth? That's it. You know? And I like that. You yeah. know, I, I have no issue with that. And you could argue the, the, the lines in Star Wars, I would say, particularly in like the the the, the the original trilogy can sometimes be a little gray, uh, you know, in terms of who's good and who's bad, mm-hmm. you know, but really across the entire story. Um, obviously, you know, the Jedi are going to be good and the Sith are going to be bad. Like, that's pretty uh, black and white. But there's a, there's a gray area there. And I say Boba Fett probably fits closer to the gray area than he does to a hard line evil character. Yeah, he's not like, you know, mustache troll evil. Like Right, right. He's not General Hux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought that that was interesting. Um, I continue to like uh, him and and, and Fanny Chan's dynamic. Him, they're they have very good chemistry. Uh, Ming Na Wen and, and Tamora Morrison. Um, you know, I to me, I, one question I had watching it when it came to the flashbacks was that I think is most most interesting to me is will we see any flashbacks? Pre Sarlacc pit, will we see any flashbacks? Maybe even pre original trilogy, will we see Clone Wars era flashbacks of him as a younger kid, or post Clone Wars flashbacks? Like, will we see any of that, or or is this just going to be the Tomorrow Morrison show? Uh, I doubt it. They'd probably need to do some de aging and all that, and I don't know if they're going to do that with him. I mean, uh, not if he's playing a kid, or not if you have a kid actor. They'd probably just recast. They'd probably just get Daniel Logan, bring Daniel Logan back. Um, but I don't know if they yeah, want to do that. That. that was a whole, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was there's just, some some controversy with that. And... I don't know if they want to do all that. You know, I don't know if they want to bring on. The... I mean, maybe they will. I don't know. My big, because I mean, I think that's. I don't think we're gonna see that. I think it's a possibility. I was gonna ask you a question, Kendall. What do you think the chances are that we see? Because I know there's all, of course, there's a million theories about who we might see in this. But what do you think the chances are we see Omega in this? Um. I mean, going into it, I, I didn't feel great about it. Uh, this episode doesn't really do anything to change my my, my feelings, I but it, it feels it feels unlikely because I, I don't think Filoni knows. I mean, Filoni probably knows where he's going, but I don't think he knows that confidently. Yeah, where he's where they're going with that character that the he's going where he's gonna you know years and years and years. In yeah, the future. yeah, exactly. You know. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree, and and I think I said that before because I think you, I think you asked me that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, though I though I I have to say I think the opposite is very likely that we see Boba in Bad Batch season two or any whatever other Bad Batch material because right. they keep referencing him. I don't think we'll see Omega in this, um, or specifically not in this season. That that is one thing I'll, I'll put a big asterisk on that. 
definitely, I would say not in this season. I'd be shocked if Omega was in this season. If there's a second, you know, chapter of the yeah. Book of Boba Fett, then I think the likelihood goes up. <laughs> or a second book. <laughs> second book. Or, yeah. You know, second, you know, <laughs> novel, novelization in the Book of Boba Fett. The book series of Boba Fett. Um, then I think the likelihood jumps up, I would say. Um, but, yeah, this this was very good. Kind of, I was worried that they may have nerfed him in that fight that where him and Zam, him and not Zam, not Zam Wessel, um, Fennec Shan. Right. <laughs> so I don't know why I got that mixed up. Him and, and, and Fennec Shan were, were ambushed by those goons who I'm assuming the, the mayor uh, sent. That's what we think? I didn't, I, I, That's my assumption. Interesting. That was my guess. Yeah. That, uh, we'll the talk mayor about the just mayor. immediately, just a snap yeah. of the finger, just sent a bunch of goons uh, after, um, uh, you know, Boba Fett. But, you know, we'll see. But I was worried that he got nerfed a little bit. So I was like, "Ooh, he he kind of can't really didn't really do anything." Yeah, man, he's still healing. Um, yeah, yeah, man, he's still healing. He still needs to get get back in the tank. Um, you know, but I mean, he did take out those stormtroopers really easily in Mando season two, right? Which is kind of that is kind of weird. Where it's like, on the one hand, he's not, he like he he may not be back to one hundred percent prime Boba right. Fett, but on the other hand, he's the Mandalorian. He's he's like you said, he's taking dudes out. Yeah. Easy, so I don't know. Taking these guys out like it's nothing, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, in in that episode, they made him seem like him with his armor is like, it's like good luck. Yeah, but then here he looked like he was having a lot of trouble. Right. So it's a balancing act because he's so you can't make him so powerful he can't be beaten. Right. But you also can't make him weak. So they're trying to trying to tip the scales, and they are clearly showing that he's still healing. Right. He's spending time in this tank. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, there's a, there's a trick with that. Let's, you mentioned the, the mayor, yes. uh, of, yes. of Mas Espa. They, they have the scene where he's in mm-hmm. Java's palace. Now I guess yep. it's Boba's palace. Yep. Still empty. Still uh, yeah, there. still, still empty. <laughs> um, and <laughs> you know, he, his day is, he starts today with getting tributes from yeah, getting the people the of Tatooine. Uh, <laughs> interesting, interesting, uh, your tribute storyline. Uh, and you know, people are giving him stuff, giving him thanks, giving him items, money, items. whatever. And, uh, someone from the mayor's office or, you know, some sort of, <laughs> someone from the mayor's office drops by, uh, the mayor of Mas Espa drops by, uh, they think they assumed it was to give tribute. Instead, it was actually, uh, to ask for tribute from Boba Fett mm-hmm. to the mayor. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Boba Fett did not like that. Fennec Shan was like, should I take him out now? Uh, he was like, nah, probably not a good idea because he's with the mayor. Um, mm-hmm. But they just they gave him a warning saying, you know, you know, we'll, we'll discuss this later, but don't, don't do that again. <laughs> don't try that again. Right. Um, and like you mentioned, after that, we get this uh, scene with, you know, Boba Fett getting jumped. Boba and yep. Fang Shang getting jumped. Uh, what do we make? I mean, it doesn't see. It seems like they're being very coy about the identity of this mayor mm-hmm. character. Uh, I tend to think that it's going to be somebody very important. Uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. You know, it could end up being. You know, it's going to be somebody. I know that for a fact. It's going to be somebody. Oh, you know that, that for a fact. In from Star Wars lore, whether really? it's somebody that's a hot take. Like, like, like. 
you know, Saul Guerrero was, or somebody from one episode of Clone Wars, somebody that no one remembers, maybe, you know, a random Tatooine character from the original trilogy, <laughs> possible, but I actually think it's going to be somebody more important than that, that's really? my guess, I think it's going to be somebody that's that when we see, we're going to be like, oh, wow, you know, I have names, but I, you know, before I give my names, do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on the mayor of Tatooine? Uh, I think it's going to be nobody. I think it's going to be one of those people that we saw sitting in that chamber, in that chamber that he was having, or that, 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 um, uh, that Ithorian, you know, the guy with the hooked head and the, uh, they, they keep showing in those reels and the trailer and stuff where he's sitting in that chamber, but, uh, might be that Ithorian guy or <laughs> I think it's going to be some schmuck. Yeah. Really. I, I don't think it's going to be nobody. Interesting. But that doesn't mean I don't think we're going to get people, but I don't think the mayor's anybody. Interesting. Cause, Cause I'll be like, wow, they're hitting that. They're hitting at some big people this early. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but I could be wrong. But I mean, uh, I mean, who are who are your thoughts? Who, who are you thinking? Cobb Vanth. Uh, Cobb Vanth is, is a possibility. Cobb yeah, Vanth is a possibility. I know he had his whole his whole thing last season. Um, I don't know if that was that Moses, but I, I I don't remember honestly what 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 town or what place it was. But you know, Cobb Vanth is is a possibility. Um, this is less likely, I think, than Cobb Vanth. Far more. <laughs> Far more exciting possibility. Uh, is it Cad Bane? Oh, boy. Is it Cad, is, I mean, is Cad Bane later in life, you know, is he in the politician, is he in the political sphere? I mean, what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Tatooine? Uh, hey, look, man, you know. As a mayor? He's a politician? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's an underworld bounty hunter. He's gone straight. He's gone the straight he, and narrow, yeah, huh? Right. He's a politician? <laughs> gone legit. <laughs> Did um, he get votes? Did they vote for him yeah, I don't, to yeah, be mayor? I don't know. I don't know. Whoever this I mayor mean, it's is, possible, because that's the thing that whoever, they're setting this mayor up. I like. I don't know if Cobb Vance would be sending goons out, you know, send, trying to send a message that's, to Boba Fett. Like, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe <laughs> from Cobb Vance. That's a good point. They didn't exactly. They didn't exactly portray him in that light. Right. You know. Whereas Cad Bane. Yeah, Cad Bane would do that. That's very really possible. Care. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's the only reason why. Plus, you know, it's 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 a bounty hunter show. It's. You know, we got to see Cat Man at some point live action. You would hope. Uh, so he's a, he's a possibility. I think it's less likely than Cat Man, but there are some things maybe going that direction. Another person, this would be probably the most internet breaking uh, person. Uh, maybe more likely than Cat Bane. Probably still less likely than uh, than Cat Man. Uh, Kira mm. from Solo. Amelia Clark. What if she's the the, the mayor of Mos Espa. That would be maybe we that have would a be pretty crazy. connection. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. You know, she's she she's obviously she was a she was a a pretty good character in Solo, but she was a good character. But you know, also more edgy. You yeah, know, definitely. could certainly toe the line between toe that gray area between good and evil. Yeah, um, I mean it is several years later. It's so a long, long job. I mean, if she, if she decided to go into politics, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be insane, right? Um, eh, I don't know. Could and, Amelia I mean, Clark possible theoretically play her at this age? I don't know if that's believable, but I, I'm not really worried about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, wait, so why is Alden Ironreich? Uh, it is possible. It's just 
Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, she she definitely you just she definitely it. ages in the Game of Thrones timeline. Change it. Okay, yeah, interesting. Change. You know, if you change the haircut, you know, different outfit, you know, different different aesthetic, you can make it seem like mm-hmm. she's aged up. You know, so it's, yeah, it's not it's, it's it's not impossible. But that those are some of the those are some of the people that I'm thinking about when it comes to this mm-hmm. Moss Espa mayor. Uh, if not, I, mean, I always just, I always just, I mean, Tatooine is such a backwater. That's just a nowhere. That's what's strange about planet. It. Like, why would anyone that's not from Tatooine, yeah, not, not a no, Skywalker, not known to be on Tatooine, go there and like plant roots there, as in like stay there. Right. I'm the mayor. This is my city, and it's just some backwater city on Tatooine. Like, why would you choose to do that? You know. Even if it's your palace, like Jabba, you know, I don't know. I mean, Jabba does it, but I mean, he's Jabba. You know, he's he's right. literally a a, a worm. <laughs> so I don't know. So I mean, look, I mean, it's possible. I guess anybody, it could be anybody. Um, you know, having seen just a little bit of the show, I do think there is definitely a chance we see Cad Bane. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a chance we see Cad Bane. Um. And. Um. I mean, there's a chance we see Kira. I don't know. I also wonder: Are we gonna stay on Tatooine? I I hope not. I hope not. Also, but he is a. He seems to you know he's taking over Jabba's role, quote unquote. Yeah, so there's really Jabba no reason was why always he on would. Tatooine. There's really no reason. Why I don't. I don't know why he would either. I mean, it's he's already <laughs> broken the thing of staying in Jabba's palace all the time, which that would have been whack anyway. Yeah. So why not go off world if he wants to go off world? But like, that, that's him? that's my question. Really, the biggest question for me about this series in general, with after the first episode, is where are we even going with this? Right. We we haven't established any conflict. Um, right. And that's fine. I'm, I'm patient. I'm not saying that this show is going to stink because there's no conflict. But yeah. we have to establish it at some point. Uh, now, I will say Mandalorian was a show that wasn't really about, like, you know, we have to we have to defeat the bad guy. You know, it was more personal. It was more just a journey, right. you know, a hero's journey sort of story that kind of took you in different places. The main right. objective yes. of the second season and a lot of the show was getting Grogu to his people, mm-hmm. finding, who, finding out who Grogu's people were and then getting them to them. Right. And we eventually we, we saw that. Now it seems like we have a major conflict heading into the third season. But um, but with this right now, we don't really have any indication of what that conflict is. So finding that out is it will be interesting. But that's my biggest question going forward. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. There seems to be something going on with this mayor. Um, if he plans to be some kind of crime boss, Tatooine crime boss. He's gonna bump heads with people. Yes. We know that's gonna happen. We know he's gonna have a, a a round table of influential Tatooine people at some point, and he's probably gonna be telling them what he wants them to do. And I'm sure they'll they'll bump heads there as well. So there'll be some stuff. I'm sure there there will be some conflict in this in this show. Um, you know, I feel like there is definitely gonna be a shoot to drop though. Is definitely a shoe to drop, probably in the later episodes. I'm prepared for at least a couple episodes of not much in terms of major story drops. 
you know, I know that there, I'm sure there will be a lot. There'll be a lot of people going crazy. You know, hairs on fire. Where is this one? Where is that one? Why am I watching this show? Blah blah blah. But he's got to be patient. All right. Uh, I thought this was a great episode, personally. I thought this was a great episode. I was very pleased. Tomorrow Morrison is doing a great job. He's super likable. I love what they showed with, in both the flashback of him with the Sand People. I actually liked that flashback. Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't mind Sand People stories. Um. You know, depending it depends on you know what what's going on, but I don't mind Sand People stories as long as they're good (laughs) and this one so far is pretty good so i i I liked the flashbacks you know with him and then he's with the kid and he wants him to dig for water and he has to kill the monster and everything right i like the sand people flashbacks and um i like the stuff with him kind of on tatooine i like i like i've liked everything so far yeah um and ming na wen's doing a fantastic job as well Man, you want to talk about my favorite sequence probably in the episode is her chasing down the two goons. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily. You know, that it reminded yeah. me of when we saw her in the Bad Batch and the stuff she was doing yeah. in that as well. But taking from animation into live action. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I, I don't feel like they, they, she wasn't, I don't even know if she had the kind of sequences in Mandalorian. I don't know. Yeah. She's more, I felt like she was more of a sniper, you know, long range. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, but we're now we're shadows. seeing, yeah, exactly. Now we're really seeing, uh, you know, her skill in hand-to-hand combat and her skill in just uh, parkour, apparently, <laughs> and acrobatics. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I thought this was a, I thought this was a very good episode as well. Uh, I'm excited to see where the series goes and, you know, will we see characters, you know, we got to see more heroes show up as well. We're, I think we all assume there will be some villains showing up. Uh, some bounty hunters. They were but, gonna get a Han sighting, kind of you know, Chewie sighting. Will we see a Han and Chewie sighting? <laughs> will we see a Luke and Grogu sighting? You know, I mean, it's on Tatooine. Oh, maybe Luke uh, coming home. Will we get Uncle Owen? You know, will... <laughs> wow! Oh my God! Look, I probably, wow. I probably would say, oh my God! Honestly, just to be yeah. honest, if they did show Uncle Owen, I think no, though, aren't they? Um, aren't they dead? Weren't they killed? Owen and Owen and Brew, they were killed, right? Didn't, didn't like Vader kill them? Did he? I, I yeah, they, yeah. This, well, I don't know if Vader killed them, but the stormtroopers, I think, yeah, they like burned, they like destroyed them. Yeah, okay. I, I do think yeah, we'll so see them in uh in in Obi Wan. Uh, I think that's almost uh, yeah, that's a guarantee. I think I think they I think they announced uh, what's the name in the cast. Owen's in the cast in the, right, in the right. you know cast info infographic. Yeah, well, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. I, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> not that it's not important. You know, I liked him pretty in the prequels. Big, uh, big actor yeah he was good i think it's, it's the same guy that played him in, in episode three i think yeah exactly um and he did a good job i mean i, I, I don't know something, something with a t but um but yeah i think it's that it's that same same guy which i'm glad joel edgerton that's yeah there you go and and uh you know so i'm glad they have the same the same guy to do that um but yeah i, th- I think we, i think yeah so we're gonna see we're gonna see them Right. in Kenobi. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see some, I mean, maybe we'll see some of the hero characters. I mean, I think it's possible. I'm also wondering about the Rebels people. You know, are we going to see any, you know, I know there's people talking about Sabine casting and, and uh, you know, Ahsoka, of course, which we have, who we have. Yeah. Um, do we get Mando? Do we get Mando? He seems like an easy person to do because you don't even need Pedro Pascal to be in, in suit. You just need his voice. 
You know, if you're, if you're like, oh, you busy doing doing something, it's like just say a couple lines. Oh boy, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, you could do Mando if 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 you wanted to do Mando. Um, I feel like they, I feel like this show should be about Boba Fett. I don't want, I don't, especially, yeah. I especially don't want Boba Fett to have to rely on Mando <laughs> to bolster the Boba. He's Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Boba yeah. Fett's more. Boba Fett is bolstering Mando's show. Right, Mando isn't making Boba Fett show more relevant. Right, right. but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a purist, elitist, whatever you want to call it. But, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to Mando showing up. I, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be awful. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you never know. You know, you never know. Anybody could show up. Um, you know, uh, what's the name? Gideon could show up. You know, Moff Gideon may decide it, or one of these other moths potentially. But all right, so uh, I think we're about uh, it's about that time we can we can give our grades uh, for the for the episode. So Kendall, you have you have a grade out of ten that you would give this episode? Uh, I'll go eight. I'll go eight out of ten. I thought this was a good episode. Uh, got me excited for the uh, for the rest of the season and introduced some concepts that I'm excited to explore. But uh, still need to see where the show is going. Mm-hmm. Um. There's room for it to go up, but there's room yes. to go down. So hopefully, it, <laughs> hopefully we we go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I'd probably give it an eight. Also, honestly, I'd probably give it an eight. Very good. I thought it was a very good episode. Um, you know, a lot of action, a lot of story. You got the Sarlacc pit answered. You got, you got a, uh, you know, plenty of Fennec Shan. Uh, you know, we got Jabba's palace, and we know what Boba's doing now. Getting Boba Boba flashbacks. Uh, so you know, we're getting a lot of stuff. A lot of Boba dialogue, more Boba dialogue than I've ever imagined I would ever see. So I'm sure we'll, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get plenty more. Uh, so yeah, this is this is I'm loving this. Very very excited to see more of this. Um, so yeah, we got an eight, and um, and we'll be reviewing this. Everybody, everybody listening, we'll be reviewing this every week, hands down. Yep. You know, unless unless you know catastrophe strikes knock on wood you know we'll, we'll be reviewing this every week yeah um all right with that being said i do want to i do want to give a, a preview or or you know um just my thoughts on some of the books that are going to come out and that have come out that i've read that i had not have not had uh the chance to really speak about uh yet uh because there are uh, there are a lot of books that are are coming out that will be announced, so it's very exciting. Um, so first, I want to talk about some of the books that I have read, um, and and I have I have very different feelings about both of these books. So uh, first, there is Star Wars Tempest Run. Well, actually, no. First, there is Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. Now, I remember. I actually think the last time we did, well, before our hiatus, we probably, well, I know we, I'm sure we talked about the show, but we, we, we talked about the book, but I believe we might have actually talked about, you know, kind of previewing this book um, before. Now, I was looking forward to the book. It was the first kind of longer novel that I've read by Justina Ireland. Um, so I was looking forward to that. I did enjoy um, the other uh, young readers novel. Uh, with Vernestra Rowe, High Republic uh, character. 
So I thought this, I figured this would kind of be an extension of that, a continuation of that. Um, and uh, I thought this was okay. I have to be completely honest. I thought it was, it was, yeah, I'd say, I, I'd say I probably thought it was okay. I'd probably give it, out of 10, I'd probably give it a, uh, you know, 6.8 probably. I don't know if I can exactly <laughs> go to 7. I have to be totally honest. It wasn't terrible. I don't want to, you know, have anyone think I'm bashing the book or anything like that. But I did not love it. Uh, it's very slow. I'm going to be very honest. It's very slow. It is a lot of um a lot of dialogue a lot of dialogue about characters um there is a character in the book uh Silvestri Yaro um who gets who um is uh she's how, how would I describe her she she's like she's like um so she's running like a family cargo business and you know, her mom's had these, you know, kind of, you know, shady dealings with, um, you know, I think it's, is it the Nihil? You know, so, so it's, you see what I mean? But that's, the, a lot of the book is her and her dealing with that. That's not all of the book, mind you, so I don't want to, you know, mischaracterize it. But it's a good portion of the book, to be honest. And I, and I just was not, I just did not care that much about it. And it seemed like they were setting that up to be connected to like a, become a larger issue with her mom and now they connected that old that to uh the Nihil and to Reed Silas who's also in this book and Vernestra Road they all kind of go together go on a mission and they run into Silvestri and all the blah, blah 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 um you know run into the Nihil and all that stuff so so it the action picks up much later on but even then, it's kind of sparse, and and the and it's it's. I can't say if you're looking for a book that has a lot going on, I can't say I'd recommend this one. Um, but um, it does connect to the High Republic. If you care about the High Republic, <laughs> <laughs> I do recommend checking it out. There are some very important pieces that I will not spoil here, um, connecting to. You know, characters in the High Republic um, that I just will not spoil here because they are very significant. But um, so if you care about the High Republic, the main storyline, please check it out. It's not bad. <laughs> you know, it's not poorly written. Justina Ireland is very talented. I did like her other work um, as well. But th this is not my favorite of hers. So that's just my feelings on that. Now, on the other hand, Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott is fantastic. I would give this probably a 9. Probably can't go 9.5, but a 9. <laughs> I would give it a 9 out of 10. I can't go 9.5 cuz it doesn't have any any of the temp, temp any of the, you know, Vader or anything any. It doesn't have anything where I'm just like ah. but I probably give it a 9. It's about a, as high as it can be. It is so as it has a full cast of people doing the voices, so you got all the different voices. The audio production is fantastic. Of course, they always do that fantastic when they have the, the cat full cast and boy this character um uh geez what's her name um uh the geez now i'm forgetting her name i feel awful <laughs> <laughs> you know just praising the book um uh the uh hold on one second let me just get 
get this. Uh, Lorna D. There we go. I don't know why was, the name was totally escaping me. But Lorna D. Yo, Lorna D. Oh my goodness. I went from not caring that much about her. She's cool. She's one of the Tempest Runners or one of Marshawn Rose, like, you know, right hand people or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, you know, she seems pretty cool. A lot of action from her in these other novels. You know, a lot of po in her politics in the Night Hill and stuff. But, man, they give her a deep dive in this book. She is a fantastic character. Kevin Scott's been on a roll, mind you. He's been he's been on him and, and um him and um Charles Soule are like are like neck and neck just in terms of like Star Wars writing. He's been every everything he's done High Republic has been gold. Um and he's doing a comic also, which has also been great. Right. Um but this book is is one of the one of the best in the High Republic, in my opinion. This is a great book. I highly recommend if you like the Nihil, which I like the Nihil. I think they've done a great job characterizing the Nihil. Um, as villains in the Star Wars universe, um, then you'll like this book. Like, and if you like the underworld, if you like, if you like that kind of that kind of grimy, kind of gritty, kind of Star Wars, this is your kind of book. It's great. It, it's a great backstory for Lorna D. She wasn't always some crazy criminal. She actually her backstory is actually actually kind of sad. There's some betrayal, you know. She's kind of, but you also see kind of this the seeds planted of you know she's a little radical. She's kind of willing to do whatever, <laughs> you know. So you can see how she can kind of lose her way. But even in with her being a Nihil, they also show she has a moral center, you know. So she's not just psycho, you know. And boy, there's a lot of action in this book. There's a lot of. Uh, a lot of story development with Martian Rowe and the Nihil. It's great. It's fantastic. If you've liked the High Republic so far, if you like the Nihil so far, this is the book for you. Nine out of ten. Please go get it. <laughs> um, it is very good. Um, but based on everything I just said, you know, did you have any? Did you have any thoughts on any of that? Um, I mean, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you talking about uh, Kevin Scott? Um, Yes, because I feel like you know he's somebody that for a while you've talked about that he's had he's had good stories he's yeah. always pretty consistently yeah. uh, had good stories but yeah. it seems like in this new High Republic era he's sort of sort of separated from the pack and he is, like yeah. you said Charles Soule's always been the kind of the gold standard in recent in recent you know Star Wars uh, recent Star Wars history uh, for books but seems like Kevin Scott may be catching up. Um, which yes. is interesting. Claudia yes. Gray as well as somebody that, yeah. that also was sort of in that tier. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like I mean, it sounds like the High Republic is starting to pick up. You know, in terms of we're still in phase one mm -hmm. uh, of the High Republic. But yes, we are. It, it sounds like, um, you know, we're really getting some. It sounds like we're really getting some interesting stories. Yeah, we are. Um, there's so much that still has yet to be revealed when it comes to the Nihil. Um, the Nihil are interesting too because I remember when we first found out about them, they sounded they sounded kind of lame. They sound, I was concerned. I was really concerned. Okay, it's another. Uh, is it just uh, another pirate yeah, game. You know, I'm like, is it Vikings? Like, they're looking like this, like uh, the the solo game. Um, yeah, exactly. Emphis Ness and his Emph crew, like the, like uh, Emphis Ness. Yeah, you know, um, you know, like you know, it was Knights of Ren. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, what is this? But the Nihil, this is f they they play in this. 
And and that's all I ask from from you know, the Star Wars right. Just give it a little thought. Yeah. Just give it a little plan. Have something on the on the board of okay, this is where we want this to eventually go, and then have a path to try to get from here to there. And yeah. it's clear that they have that, and it's going really well. It is going extremely well. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited, um, for what the future what the future holds. There's a lot of books that have yet to uh, come out. Um, I know uh, one book that we are, well, there are, well, of course, there are a couple books that are to be expected. So there's a young reader's novel uh, called Star Wars, The High Republic Mission to Disaster, um, which is uh, by Justina Ireland. Um, which I did like her other young reader novel as well that she wrote before with with with, with Vernestra Rowe, and this seems to be another one starring Vernestra Rowe. Uh, so I would anticipate that this would also be very good. Um, even though I didn't love um, her last novel, I am still very much looking forward to reading this um, because she is she is a I did like I do like her writing her writing style her her characterization. I do like that, so I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, this novel as well. Um, yeah, I just thought her last novel it just needed more action. I I just I feed off action. I need action. Right. <laughs> if it's a lot of talking and not a whole lot of force, when there's force users in the book, that's gonna get me upset. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, why am I reading this? What is this? I need something more. But um, but this is Vernestra Rowe seems to be very front and center in this. So I'm very much looking forward to this one. Uh, can I, I don't know if you're pulling up a list right now, but uh, I have a I I, I have but, a list. Uh, uh, at least I had a list. Uh, okay, I can find it. But uh, I was actually I, looking at the uh, <laughs> the High Republic show. Uh, see what they've been talking about. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I honestly I try to avoid that show like the play because they will spoil. They don't. They just don't care. They will. It will spoil <laughs> everything. If you're if you're not totally caught up. Yeah, Wikipedia um, has a list of. All of the upcoming novels. Uh, there's Claudia Gray's got one coming out. Yeah, it's the, the Fallen Star, right? Yeah. yeah that one comes out in a week. Yeah, January 4th. I'm so looking forward to that. Her last novel was fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, that was really well. She does characters extremely well. She can make you like a character, hate a character, give them depth, give them... Uh, <laughs> make them complicated. She's great with characters, um, so I am really looking forward to that. And it seems like in this one, she's handling quite a few characters as well. Uh, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Daniel Jose Alder has one coming out in February, beginning of February. Yeah, he has one. Yeah, Midnight Horizon. Yeah, Midnight uh -huh. Horizon. This was a longer one. Um, I think that yeah, that's going to be a YA novel. Um, and that should be interesting. I haven't read any of his full novels. I've only read shorter stuff from him. Um, and of course, all the short stories he's had in the, uh, in the, from a certain point of view books as well, which I've always enjoyed those also. They were all, they're always fun. Right. Um, which he seems like, he seems like someone in, from the, just from the few videos I've seen on, of him doing interviews and on YouTube and at these Comic-Con panels, of course, that we've gone to. Yeah. He seems like he likes to – he's a very fun guy. He seems like someone that likes to enjoy right. – he's, he's just glad to be a part of this. 
um, which is which is great. I love that in in any any Star Wars creator. So, and his and his work reflects that. His work is always funny. I'm always smiling. I'm always laughing. <laughs> um, so this will be interesting, and it seems like it's gonna. It has a very serious title, at least Midnight Horizon. So, um, so I'm looking forward to to seeing what that's about. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Justina Ireland's mission uh, mission to disaster. Yeah, mission to disaster. Yeah. Outside of the High Republic, in April we've got uh, E.K. Johnston, uh, Queen's Hope, uh, uh, Padme story coming out. Young, young yeah, YA those, novel. Those Padme novels have been have been very good. Honestly, they've been very very good. Um, you know, Padme fans are rejoicing over these novels from what I from what I know. Right. But I having read both of them, the previous ones. They have been very good, and isn't this one supposed to take place like during the um, during like episode three? I think I, I believe so. Yes. Which that's that's going to be off the cover. Yeah, so. that's going to be uh, <laughs> very intense. I believe I read that. Yeah. So th- yeah. So this is actually going to go into episode three. I, I believe you know you can anyone that's certainly during you're the, listening the, to the this. prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely during the prequels. But I think this is going to take place during episode yeah events of episode two going into episode three. This is going to be definitely going to be something um i think this could reveal a lot even more than was revealed um in the I, I think one of the probably one of the most anticipated books of 2022 coming out is it the uh the mike anakin. chen brotherhood yep brotherhood anakin and obi-wan prime prequel trilogy oh man anakin and obi-wan anakin and obi-wan books it's it's one of those things where it's like how do you even get this wrong like you have to be trying to mess this up yeah you have to try really hard to mess that up i haven't read one story with anakin i don't think i've read one story with obi-wan that has been like bad right or even lackluster honestly everything with obi-wan <laughs> is great the more obi-wan the better but everything with obi-wan has been a slam dunk everything that's on written on paper and really in in, in live action animation whatever anything with obi-wan yeah. has been a slam dunk so far so I can't wait. Um, I'm also, that. I also think it's interesting that in early May we're also getting, we're getting not only that that's coming out May 10th, mm-hmm. but then the week before that, May 3rd, we're getting a a, a hardcover storybook called The Legend of Obi Wan Kenobi. It makes me wonder. This is all, it's all if, set up for the for the show. Is that when Obi Wan's coming out? There's been the speculation that Obi Wan will release on May the fourth. Oh, that'll be that'll be cool. I'm like I'm I'm like eighty five percent there. Obi Wan's coming out around that time, right? Hundred percent, all, all like eighty five percent, right? Something just the other fifteen is just if something happens and right. stuff gets pushed back. But other outside of that, they're definitely I'm about a hundred percent certain, honestly, that they're shooting for that that when is Star Wars general area? That's that's um, the only thing that, that 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 makes it funny to me. But if it's before that, then yeah, you're right. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it's in uh, it's late May, Star Wars Celebration. So I'm wondering. Oh, interesting. Okay. Will they release after that? Maybe maybe they've released a trailer on May the fourth. That's possible as well. But mm. yeah, who knows? I mean, even if it's after, even if trailer? they release it in June, I mean, those two it, that gives us time to it's read the lead, book. It becomes a lead up. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, especially if these are like full novels, which I think the Brotherhood is actually yeah, a, full that's, that's, that's a full novel. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
So, I mean, that, that would kind of make sense. Even if they release it in June, maybe even July, whatever. I think that would be good. Anything There's else? also a novel, a uh, full novel coming out in June called Shadow of the Sith that will follow uh, Luke and Lando. Uh, I want to say maybe post-Episode 6. Yeah. Um, nearly two decades uh, from uh, from the Battle of Andor. So that's like that's like pre-Episode 7? Yeah, yeah, somewhere in between episode six and seven, um, it follows uh, Luke and Lando and the growing threat of the Sith Eternal. The Sith Eternal. Yes, the secret Sith cult uh, on Exegol. No, I figured. I was like, I was like, I was like, that's gotta connect to those <laughs> the, 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 the roaring crowd of Sith, right? <laughs> that we saw. So, so look, at least they're trying to explain it. What's going on there? They're trying uh, to they look. I have no story. issue diving right back into that well. Right, as long as we get a good story there. Yeah, you know, give us a good story. We know they didn't have a plan, but look, let the writers do whatever they want. Then, right? Yeah, <laughs> all of it's canon anyway. Just it, it came out. It happened. Um, a lot of people like it. Some people don't like it, but let the writers just you know write and. And that's what they're doing. Another one that's a candidate for most uh, anticipated is the last one uh, for most anticipated novel of 2022, Padawan, coming July 26th. We'll be following Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, Who's the author? uh, The author is Kirsten White. Interesting. Okay. So. And that's a full novel? It's not a uh, a YA novel. YA. Okay, yeah. Obi Wan and Qui Gon. The Obi Wan and Qui Gon stories are those are another one. I just I just eat those up completely. I just they have such an there's such an interesting relationship and such an interesting parallel to Obi Wan and Anakin. Um, right. I mean, those stories are just you know because because you, you see how why Obi Wan is the way he is and how he was before and how impactful Qui Gon is. On Obi Wan, right, um, and on the Jedi Order. I mean, it's just it's those stories. I just I eat those stories up easily as well. So that's another one that I'm very much looking forward to. And um, you know, in honestly, the Lucasfilm Publishing, Lucasfilm Press, they do a fantastic job. They all do a fantastic job, even the books that aren't so great. Are better than than you know everything else that I, right, right. <laughs> everything else that I consume. Um, so yeah, they they all they have such a bomb squad of authors. Del Rey as well. Del Rey, I mean they got they've got just a bomb squad of just of great authors and writers. And, um, I mean they they do a fantastic job. And Marvel Comics as well. They, they I mean they do a great job also right. with the artists as well that work on those. Um. It, it it does also sound like the the Lando and Luke story, uh, will also t- tie in Lando the search for Lando's daughter. Um, yeah, I feel like I read that some as well. Which I, I really don't know where they're going with that. I mean, I think we know where they're going with that, but yeah, I don't really get why they're kind of dragging it and making it into this big thing. It's been a while. They should have yeah. released that a long time ago. I'm a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, how, how many people are even care about this story? Anymore? I mean, are they continuing this story? I feel like there was a, there was a, I read a, a headline about them potential looking, you know, opening the possibility of these characters continuing somewhere 
in some way, right. you know. But we assume that Billy D uh, is going to be in the Lando show. Uh, maybe both of them. Maybe we get Billy D and Donald right. Glover. Right. Uh, that's true. That's true. You know. Yeah. So that could that that could definitely. We be believe relevant. that the character because this is a weird team. Nine, I have to was say. his was his daughter. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, where they're going with that, I don't really know, but it seems like maybe this book will be some other pre material prior to the Lando show as well, or other Lando tying stories. But yeah, could be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. So much, so much good content. Uh, so all these books coming out, I will be reviewing. Um, probably all of them. I mean, I, <laughs> there's a lot of books, so that's a lot of time that I have to spend yeah. going through them. But they're all so good. So I'll uh, more than likely, I'll be able to review all those books, uh, even if they're short reviews like how I did on the show. So more than likely, you, you'll be able to get that from me um and plenty other people i'm sure um so you you can absolutely look forward to that because they all do they all again they all do such a great job uh but all right i think that's i think that's a a good place to end it off uh for this show our first boba fett review again we will be doing this every week look forward to this every week i don't even know how many episodes but Every week, as long as, 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 long as it's on, we'll be reviewing it. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next time. everything you with you. And 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 everything